Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm James. I'm Jess, and this is another in our I'm on maternity leave. We're recording this in January series. <laughs> You're in the future. Time travel is real. Time travel. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. this is, I don't know where this falls. Who knows? In the calendar. Who knows? Yeah. Is it April? Is it May? May? Is Who it 2024 and you're listening from the future, future? And you're like, who's pregnant? What? I was. Jess yeah. was. Yeah. She's not anymore by the time you're listening to this. Yes. Not anymore. But I was. Yeah. <laughs> True. When these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm 33 weeks pregnant. Wow. Fun. Wow. <laughs> but today. <It's> fun. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I loved being pregnant. I loved it. I'm enjoying it. It's just, um, it has its moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when you're the being hips, kicked in the, the heartburn. Vagina. It feels like I'm getting kicked in the vagina. I know that yeah. scientifically that's not possible. Or like getting kicked in the spine, the liver. <sighs> mm-hmm. The ribs are the worst for me. Mm, yeah. Get all up in there and you can't breathe. All up in there. <sighs> Fun. Anyway. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. If you if you are able to and you want to have children, um, go for it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I loved being. I really did love being pregnant. I was also very young when I was pregnant. I am not. I was very young. I was in, I was a teenager. So, and I am thirty three. So it's been very a very long time since I've been pregnant. So maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as I'm remembering. You probably did. I mean, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's a. It is the most interesting experience that I have ever had. Yeah. Just knowing that there is a human in me. Yeah. And I can feel and move. You grew a penis. I have a penis in my body right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a speaking trip, of giving birth and speaking of feminine and masculine (laughs) what are we talking about today this is what we're doing today we're talking about the divine feminine and the divine masculine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so before we do start i do just want to say that um obviously their gender is a spectrum and Mm -hmm. um you are free to choose which label you identify as at least in my part, I'm going to be using um, he to because I'm doing the masculine. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be using the term he to kind of um, talk about when I when I'm explaining the divine masculine to all of you. Yes, and I will be using the she yes. or the feminine. Um, yeah. But just like James said, you're sexual organs do not determine which of these you may lean towards or like to use or whatever and and like we will discuss um 
we all should have a mix of both mm-hmm. within us. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to put that out there because we know not all she's are feminine or mm-hmm. they's are one or the other or he's or one or the other masculine. Exactly. So yeah. this is just on this very basic binary term terms we're using just for this purpose only. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump in. We're going to start with a divine feminine just because it seems that when doing research into the divine feminine part or half, this is kind of like where the balance comes in. There's mm-hmm. a lot of balance talk. So mm-hmm. you'll see. Mm-hmm. So I used two sources for this. I used um, a article from medium.com that is by a monk by the name Rajan Shankara as well as a Good Trade article on the Divine Feminine. Um, Now, when doing research on this, it was surprisingly difficult. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was very, there wasn't like a Wikipedia article. Right. There is, but it's on the Mac Miller album, The Divine Feminine, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay. Um. And it's pretty vague. It's pretty mm-hmm. vague. It's just yeah. like there's this thing. It's out there and uh, you can do with what you will. Right. So let's talk about it. Um, the divine feminine is a spiritual concept. It's definitely spiritual. It doesn't matter what your religion, gender, mm-hmm. creed does not mm-hmm. matter. It is a spiritual concept. Um that there is a feminine counterpart to the patriarchal or masculine worship structures that mm-hmm. have continually dominated religion since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been tribal communities that are matriarchal, mm-hmm. and there are religions, goddesses um, that are fully feminine and hold feminine power, but there have always been masculine um, overtones pretty much on everything, which Mm -hmm. if you ask me, doesn't make any freaking sense. (laughs) It should have always been feminine overtones. Yeah. Just because if you look at the base of it, before we talk about gender identity or whatnot, when you think of the masculine and why they hold so much power, it's because essentially they have the penis, they have the more aggressive personality, but the woman is the the nurturer, it's the child bearer, it's the mother. And so, I mean, I'm not the only one who thinks this way, I know that, but just wanted to put that out there into the world. Mm-hmm. That I do not agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. At all. No. So, um... The concept is not that men and women are opposites, but that there exists complementary energies Mm -hmm. within each being, each individual, that can be represented by various symbols and figures. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there's the false notion that gender is binary, and it's evolved into a tool of division, colonial approaches to gender, white Mm -hmm. approaches, white cis 
approaches to gender that mm-hmm. we know are incorrect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, like we said at the top, not kind of like think about it in that way, but you think about it as a more vague, overarching something. Yeah, like okay. a ethereal type yes. energy. Yes. So women or those who identify with a feminine energy are in command of this and hold the key to all of creation's expressions and manifestations. Yes, I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This force, though, this like feminine force is not fully understood and it can often be very misdirected. It often expresses itself as isolation, depression, lust, greed, suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, like going back, connecting it to like labor and labor being a punishment for Eve for biting the apple that was actually a pomegranate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it being a punishment, pain being a punishment, um, greed being a punishment, lust being sinful, like all of these things and associating it with women. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like been associated with those things. Um, But at the same time, associated with creativity, spontaneity, passion, fulfilling, Mm -hmm. things like that. So um, also very similar, though, to the misdirected uh, kind of like characteristics of masculinity, of anger, confusion, toxicity. Mm -hmm those kind of like polarizing things, right? So the idea of a divine feminine is ancient, like we said. Super ancient. It's often um, lost in new culture, new tradition. However, women are bringing it back, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. women like Lizzo, um, I don't know. You know, you know, you have more examples than me, but for some reason she's just coming into my head right now. But just like really grasping that divine feminine, you know, like what's right. feminine to you and just letting it be. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Okay. So as we know, um, in our new culture, new tradition, uh, new as in, I would say before the last five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um there has been an attempts to uh, create a division or at least keep a division mm-hmm. between um, sexuality, gender, what have you. And then over like the last five years, there's been this really attempt to find a balance or at least mm-hmm. an equality between the two, the feminine and the masculine. Mm-hmm. So there's an author, um, Peterson, who wrote a book called Maps of Meaning, and he, he says this, quote, Woman, insofar as she is subject to natural demands, is not merely a model for nature. She is divine nature in imagination and in actuality. She literally embodies the matrix of biological being and provides as such an appropriate figure for the metaphoric modeling of the ground of everything. So the female body constitutes the border between normal experience and the totality from which all forms emerge. Hmm. It's a lot. 
normal, yeah. <laughs> normal quote unquote in the male experience. Yeah. <laughs> Versus yeah. the literal mother of all. Right. right. Okay. So this feminine energy is also mirrored in Sanskrit. So for Eastern mythology, the concept of uh, prakriti is defined as making or placing before or at first the original or natural form or condition of anything, original or primary substance. So that female energy um, channel is the container of everything that we experience, everything that we're born into um, and go away from. So in regards to reincarnation, um, that implies being born again into another female structure of whatever nature the world comes next to you right Mm -hmm. so basically at the biological pinpoint of it where the divine feminine comes from Mm -hmm. is that it's biological not biological gender but biological you come out of right something right you were birthed from this like feminine energy yes um which is kind of where the base of it comes from. And then it connects it connects that to all of nature, to all of being, mm-hmm. to the creation of everything that we know. You know, mm-hmm. that is a very feminine um, energy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So there's this other piece that says, having life itself come from a woman or whoever identifies as a woman implies a birth to all things regarding matters of renewal, change, expression, manifestation, and and emanation. (laughs) Anything which gives life, anything which gives life and offers sustenance falls under the category of mother, such Mm. as the earth does offering Mm. its land to whatever creature derives and lives and expresses itself. So even if you didn't physically birth that thing, Mm -hmm. as long as you, um, give it the opportunity of life and sustenance and nurture, then you are mother. Like if you have right? a dog or a cat. If you have a dog, if you have a cat, if you adopt a human child. Plants. Yeah. You are, you are mother. You are. You're using that feminine energy. Yes, exactly. To nurture. Doesn't matter who or what you are. Mm-hmm. So there's another quote here from an anthropologist and folklorist um, who dabbles heavily in esoteric and pagan spiritualities. Her name is Amy Hale. She says, I would argue that general popular references to the divine feminine today exist within a context of working to redress um, perceptions of a gendered spiritual imbalance Mm. so of course what we call the divine feminine has a number of modern manifestations and long religious history worldwide goddesses were worshipped extensively extensively (laughs) in older polytheistic religions and are heavily represented in roman greek african and egyptian contexts hinduism goddesses are still worshipped and tantric buddhism and tantric hinduism both have specific focus on the female deities right so fascinating yeah fascinating 
I know. There's a lot of information. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like showing you where these like kind of like broader concepts come from. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, Dr. Hale also mentions that in patriarchal Abrahamic religions like Christianity and Catholicism, um, the defined feminine and feminine suggests there's a female component within the Trinity. Um, so some sects even acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is female. Some most don't. Um, so some see, this is a quote, some see worship of a goddess as helping to rebalance negative cultural issues brought about by centuries of emphasis on a male god, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fascinating. And mm-hmm. perhaps that's why some Catholic, groups of Catholicism are saying that the Holy Spirit is feminine, even mm-hmm. though in traditional, the Holy Spirit is just Father, Son, Spirit. Yeah, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And the Mm -hmm. Holy Ghost is a masculine figure. Right. At least in my understanding. Yes, that's mine as well. Yeah, so in a nutshell, let's let's nutshell this, what I've said so far. Because I've said a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) The divine feminine, the idea of the divine feminine comes from the concept either biologically or through nature or creation that you come from some kind of feminine birth canal, right? Mm-hmm. And from that you are nurtured or mothered, given sustenance, life, support, mm-hmm. what have you. These have been um, emphasized in different religions with different goddesses different counterpoints um but with that masculine all going on in the background Mm -hmm. okay today we understand that the biological female does not necessarily have anything to do with it Mm. but it's just how you take that energy and use it right yes yes Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about sex and gender in regards to the divine feminine. Do you need to be feminine to tap into the divine feminine? Do you need to literally be a female? No, absolutely not. Do you need to be a male to tap into the divine masculine? No, No. absolutely not. These are not singular. There's balance. There's no actual physical incarnations of these concepts. They are just energies mm-hmm. that have been associated with traits. All the way back, yeah, to creation mm-hmm. with different traits. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are both. I am both. Mm-hmm. Everyone is both. There has should to be, be balance. There should be. Yes. There are some people who hold tight to one or the other, mm-hmm. that is fine. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you do you. That should be our tagline at this point. But right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some of the more current, I guess, symbolism of the divine feminine really came out of the goddess movement of the 1970s mm. with the free love. 
cults, you know, all the stuff that happened mm-hmm. in that time period, there was really a huge feminine push. And mm-hmm. if you look back to the, even looking at the clothes, the way that the men of this community acted, it was very feminine. Mm. The long hair, floral clothing, more whimsical baggy clothing, right. Right. Um, the perceptions of community, the wanting to nourish everybody, the wanting to come together and as I a think whole. That, that comes from, it's like, you know, the pendulum always swings back and forth. We went, we had the yes. the 50s, which were so stuffy and it was consumerism you needed stuff you know you needed the latest car the microwaves Mm -hmm. your wife were there for the babies your wife stayed at home and the husband everyone dressed buttoned up and proper and you know and then it kind of swung the other way where you know now in the 70s 60s and 70s we had the movement of more free thinking women were taking back their power you know we're not my mom did that we're not doing that again you know like yeah I'm gonna I'm my own person I feel like we're kind of going through that again now yes I agree mm-hmm. it like mirrors the, the type of movement yeah. and even more so to include uh, non-binary people who have always been around but are now just able to have the proper label for themselves yeah exactly Mm -hmm. because even in when you're thinking about like the 80s and 90s you have like that power woman right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that power woman even though yes she may have been trying to embrace feminine features physical Mm -hmm. features like like Dana Scully just comes to mind you know power suits kitten heels but still wearing the pink lipstick you know it's like trying to tap into the masculine because that's the world that you're trying to fit into yeah while not losing your feminine and that should not be the case you should have a balance of both does that mean you can't wear dresses to work every day in red lipstick no absolutely not but like when you're tapping in in regards to the craft you need to understand that there is a balance of both right um and if you do want to lean towards one or the other that's absolutely fine as long as you acknowledge that in different aspects there are different components Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so Mm -hmm. going along with that the feminine the masculine they're not singular soiled energies it it is a balance you have to have a balance and in um ancient chinese philosophy it's very similar to the yin and the yang where the balance between negative forces and positive forces are passive and active Mm -hmm. there's there's feminine and masculine the two energies depend on each other you can't Mm -hmm. have one without the other Mm -hmm. so when you look at the yin yang symbol it's a very str- like stark difference. You have the white to the black, right? Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a very um, distinct barrier in between. However, the shape mm-hmm. fits together mm-hmm. and it flows together. So even though it might look outwardly like they're two different pieces, mm-hmm. it's still connected to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> no, um, Rajan is very smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
And then we connect this to the sun and the moon. And this is very big in Wicca pagan occult practice, the sun and the moon, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The sun being the masculine, the moon being the feminine, the lunar energy being that divine feminine energy, the solar energy being the masculine energy. And just knowing how both are interconnected and how both need each other, right? Like the earth thrives off of sunlight, but if we had sunlight 24-7, we wouldn't be the same. Right. The same thing with the moon. The earth literally needs the moon to do things, right? To function. The child yeah. to function. And if we didn't have that moon, it would be very different. Same thing. You can't have mm-hmm. both all the time. There has to be a balance. And that's why yeah. the sun sets and rises. And that's why the moon sets and rises. Yes. And that's why we've made the connection to both of those. Yes. Okay. Yes. We got it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Even though, I mean, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how people made the connections that they did because the sun (laughs) gives life, you know, photosynthesis and we need the sun. So I never understood, like, I personally have a visceral connection to the moon, but I've never understood why the sun wasn't the feminine energy. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if it's because we've, I think it's perception conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we've been conditioned to think one is one, one is the other, but I personally feel like the moon has more feminine energy. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same here, but it's just, it's it's always been interesting to me. No, but that's a good question. It's always been interesting to me. Okay. So. What do you do if you feel pulled to the divine feminine? So what if you feel that that is what you need to do? So if you feel a connection to the divine feminine, if you want to explore the divine feminine, what's the first thing you should do? Here's a quote. The visible is easier to mend and tend than the hidden. And many of us are neglecting the hidden parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. End quote. The hidden parts of ourselves tend to be the feminine parts. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. you are of a masculine gender concept or if that's what you hold on to, mm-hmm. or whether you hold on to a more feminine um, title, whatever. Label. Yeah. Label. What you want to start with is pulling out the parts of yourself that you've hidden. Because yes. those generally tend to be your more feminine parts because you need that balance. In today's society, like we talked about, in our workplace, at least in the American society, it's work, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that kind of lifestyle, we tend to push back the feminine aside from physical appearance and grasp more masculine concepts Um And we need to start pulling out more feminine things. We Mm -hmm. need to not worrying about our emotions. We need to stop worrying about how others perceive us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We need to pull out those emotions and understand them. And that's a really big part of connecting to the divine feminine is connecting to your emotions. So whether that means you need to 
go to a therapist, to go to a psychiatrist, get on some kind of medication, sort yourself out. Yes. Um, or if that's something that you can just manage on your own with meditation and self-reflection, it that's up to each individual. Whatever works for you. Need, yes. But understanding your underlying emotions, how you feel about things, how you feel about people, getting the relationships in your life sorted out. That's like the really big first part to tapping into that divine feminine energy. Um, yes. Also looking at what you're nourishing in your life, um, whether it just be plants, whether it be pets, whether it be yourself, like mm-hmm. what are you nourishing? What are you sustaining? Yeah. Um, that's a really big part as well. So getting those two down, maybe getting a plant or a fish. starting out with something small something to nurture and raise um i mean sometimes you can get plants at the dollar tree yeah for real start there get a cactus easy (laughs) those would be good um i say easy but i killed a succulent earlier this year so it happens (laughs) you know what you do you get another one yeah (laughs) it's fine (laughs) so it's just it's about kind of looking at those feminine structures the emotions the nourishing what are you sustaining are you sustaining yourself like that's where you need to start yeah and that's where the divine feminine really lies is looking inside yourself and pulling out hidden components that maybe you didn't feel comfortable with or you don't think others will feel comfortable with and getting comfortable with them okay 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 yeah So what are some symbols of the divine feminine that you can kind of like incorporate into your life? So kind of the opposite to the, to the masculine, the moon, lunar energy, very Mm -hmm. feminine, um, darker aspects have all like always been kind of associated darker colors, um, literal darkness is kind of like the opposite of the light or the wisdom of the like great father or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, the night, uh, anything that is kind of like associated with birth or rebirth, physical birth, um, within animals, um, mother figures, trees, plant life. Maybe a theory here. Mm -hmm. Like you spoke about hiding your feminine energy, which I think a lot of us are taught, especially if you were born um, female, are mm-hmm. taught from a young age not to make, you know, don't be emotional, don't cry, don't don't yeah. get angry, don't, you know, just be nice, be polite, be mm-hmm. kind, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't be rude, you know, whatever. Um, I think maybe the moon and darkness and things like that could represent or does represent female feminine energy because it is hidden it is mm-hmm. you're very vulnerable at night you're very vulnerable in the darkness so that could maybe be why that's a great it, connection mm-hmm. it's uh, associated with that i agree yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah could be totally wrong but that's just what so. popped into my head right now <laughs> yeah no sounds fantastic oh. i agree okay <laughs> um, 
we also symbolize the divine feminine with very strong female figures in spirituality. Mm. So um, f- one of the biggest ones is the great mother or Venus, goddess mm-hmm. of fertility and love, um, generally associated with kind of like birds, ethereal, the spirit, earth, you know, mm-hmm. um, even the snake because of Eve, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, apples, things like that, even though, again, it's pomegranates. I don't understand the apples. <laughs> it's, it's, fine. it's easier to understand <laughs> apples. Uh, Earth as mother, Mother Earth, the sustainer of life creation, um, safety in the home, literally uh, the vessel of life, mm-hmm. the um, bearer of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durga is a warrior and mother goddess combating evil and demonic forces that threaten peace prosperity and the power over good and evil kali a hindu goddess Mm -hmm. is armed like a spider and sits within the web of fire each of her arms bears a tool of creation or a weapon of destruction Mm. She wears a tiara of skulls, has pointed phallic breasts, and aggressive staring eyes. Mm. A snake, symbol of ancient impersonal power, transformation of rebirth, is coiled around her waist. She is simultaneously a devourer and a giver of life. Very cool. She is freaking sweet. Yeah. And that's something common with women, too, is that they're... the feminine power has a balance of its own of a life mm-hmm. giver and a life taker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is that even in, in it, even in its femininity, it still needs to have that masculinity. Yes. I don't know if anybody's mother has ever told you, I brought you into this world. I can take you back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it fits. Yes. Um, Medusa who has some common misconceptions. Lots. Um, But a Greek gorgon with her coil of snaked hair manifests a visage so terrible that a single exposure turns strong men to stone, paralyzes Mm. them permanently with fear. So kind of like um, symbolizes that vengeful nature of women, Mm -hmm. even though she herself has all the right to be. Yeah, because she was harmed and yeah. that's why she is she's what just, she is. Yeah. She's just trying so. to chill in her cave. And you guys just don't know how to leave her alone. No, leave her the leave her alone. Leave her. Her God. and her snakes are just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get down to the to the bottom of it, ultimately, the divine feminine is not dominational. Mm-hmm. It's not gender. Mm-hmm. It's all about self-exploration. Mm-hmm. You have to find out what's in yourself. You have to restore balance to your worship and spiritual practices, no matter what those may be. Um, and once you find that balance, it's all a matter of control. So mm. a example they give here is that the moon that pulls in the tides while the sun warms the earth. It's a mm. balance. Yes. Um, it, exist without the it might physically, symbolically show that of a woman a moon, a chalice, a lush garden, but that can still contain those masculine characteristics and features. Yeah. So just to end here, that Dr. Hale, who 
Mm-hmm. Seems like a super awesome person. Um, suggests a handful of resources, um, books, if you care to learn more. Mm-hmm. Rebirth of the Goddess, Finding Meaning in Feminist Spirituality by Carol Christ. Mm-hmm. The Divine Feminine, Exploring the Feminine Face of God Throughout the World um, by Andrew Harvey and Anne Baring. Mm-hmm. Orishash, Goddess and Voodoo Queens, The Divine Feminine in the African Religious Traditions mm-hmm. by Lilith Dorsey. And The Sp- Spiral Dance, A Rebirth of the Ancient Religion of the Great Goddess by Starhawk. Mm. Cool name. I cannot personally recommend any of those, but I thought they sounded real cool. So, <laughs> yeah, it's worth a yeah. shot if you're interested. Divine feminine. That's very cool. I know it was a lot very- of information and kind of bouncing back and forth, but you know, it is what it is. It's <laughs> fine. We, our brains yeah. will sort it out. I think they it's, will. um, I think that's very interesting and something I think, like we were talking about earlier, is becoming a kind of more socially acceptable. Yes, I feel like especially now the younger generations, like millennials and especially like Gen Z, are really taking back what it means to have that feminine energy and it being okay to have that feminine energy. Oh, absolutely. And finding the balance between the masculine and the feminine because there are so many um, gendered, Mm. labeled men and women who are uh, maybe labeled heterosexual who are presenting themselves Mm -hmm. in a physically balanced way Mm -hmm. to where androgyny is really kind of making a push forward, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the societal sort of acceptance of non-binary or trans people is um it's a huge it's a huge push that has been happening the past few years that I think is mm-hmm. so important because there are so many little children who can see themselves in those people, which is absolutely so mm-hmm. because the sooner that you get to know yourself and who you are the less conflict you have within yourself which i yep so that was really cool yeah thanks thanks just well before we talk about masculine energy let's take a break hello sit for a spell listeners is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals with everything going on in the world right now james and i have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So now I'm going to talk about the divine masculine. I don't have as much uh, history or symbolism as Jess, mainly because historically things are defaulted to the masculine yeah it's basically everything else yes (laughs) yes basically so all of pretty much all of history and all of the deities that we all know are mostly masculine so i don't really have those um types of examples you just look look anywhere you know yes literally anywhere but i did want to talk about the importance of male energy and also what it means to be a to have divine masculine energy rather than wounded masculine energy which is a Mm -hmm. which is a a term I did not know until I started doing this Hmm. so like Jess was talking about balance is very very important within ourselves when you don't have that balance is when we have a lot of inner conflict and sometimes outer conflict and um being able to balance those within yourself is something that's very important to your well-being. Mm-hmm. So the male energy um, is very direct. It's very decisive, um, action-oriented. It sort of, you know, has that quote-unquote strength to it. It's sort of what we mm-hmm. think of when we think of masculine energy. Yes. So... We mostly use our masculine, divine masculine energy within us to do, to do things. We um, take decisive action confidently, but without aggressiveness or anger. The um, divine masculine listens to the divine feminine's wisdom and knowledge, can receive her wisdom with openness and then act upon that knowledge with confidence. It's Mm -hmm. kind of how they work together. Yeah. The um, divine masculine energy also is protective of his family community or those in need kind of has that protective nature rather than the nurturing nature. Yeah. It's more like a protectivity type of thing. Yeah. Rep- more representations um, trait-wise 
of the divine masculine can be responsibility, focus, generosity, encouragement, intellect, clarity and communication, and uh, transformation and growth. So the wounded masculine, on the other hand, creates conflict and is fearful. So he may need to prove himself. He mm. may need to um, feel like he has to be the best. He's overly competitive. He And this mostly stems from feeling unworthy, uncluded, or unloved. Yeah, sounds like an angry person. Yes. The wounded masculine is kind of what we see a lot, unfortunately, in our Western society. We also know it as toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. which is responsible for a lot of violence, conflict, unhealthy competition, um, war, uh, tr- you know, those uh, trolls on the Internet, you know, things like that. Basically, most people bad things that happen. Yes. <laughs> most people hear the word masculine and can think negatively. Mm-hmm. They think of, you know, big, loud jerks uh, in a bar starting a fight or at a sports event, um, catcalling women on the street, think, um, being loud, being aggressive, which is not what it means to be masculine. That yeah. is unbalanced masculinity. Mm-hmm. Those that are traits. Yes. Yes. So if you are not balanced if you are living purely in the masculine energy without having that female wisdom to counter you, to give you that nurturing, and this is female energy within yourself. If you are not nurturing to yourself, if you are not loving to yourself, you are going to feel unbalanced and you are going to lash out in these ways. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that you know that you can When we say toxic masculinity and you picture the people in your life who you know, they are loud and boastful because they are fearful Mm -hmm. or because their parents did not give them the love that they needed or the security that they needed or they were maybe they were picked on as children or they had some sort of insecurity within themselves. Yes. They were not able to, like Jess said, nurture themselves, maybe go to therapy, work on those things within themselves to be able to tap into their own divine feminine energy. Yes. Yes. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Okay. So here are some traits of divine masculine rather than wounded masculine. So we okay. know, we all know those people, but we yes. also all, we also know these people as well. I can definitely picture some people in my life who embody this divine masculine as well. So someone who is responsible, mm-hmm. not afraid to take charge or responsibility, someone who is vulnerable, um, especially with a partner or with a, fr- a close friend, nothing is off limits and is able to speak and listen with an open mind. Okay. Someone who's adventurous, like to mm-hmm. take um, the spontaneous and like to do fun, even simple things, you know, new things. It doesn't always have to be climbing Mount Everest or, you know, like, oh, let's go try that new restaurant or, you know, yeah. little things, whatever it is that interests you. Yeah. 
courageous. So courage is not, I always, there's like a quote when it, um, which I always tell to my son, it's uh, courage is not the lack of fear, but it's like standing up in the face of fear. So I think having that courageousness. I like that. Yeah. Uh, because especially children, I think they think, oh, I'm scared, so I must be a wimp. Yeah. When really, it's everyone gets scared. Being afraid and being courageous are not, they're not mutually exclusive. You can be both. You have to be both, actually. You have to be both. Yeah. Um, someone who is solutions-oriented, so um, someone who likes to problem-solve, they work towards goals. We know people who like to make spreadsheets and, you know, um, like they have their their to-do lists and things, you know, they're very mm-hmm. organized, which is um, more of the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. I also just quickly, this also goes back to when I was looking at this a lot, it goes back a lot to that left brain, right brain thing, like yeah. type A, type B, mm-hmm. where you know, one side is artistic, the other side's very uh, logical, mm-hmm. and one side is um, very structured, and the other side's more kind of, you know, loosey-goosey. Yeah. So I like to think about it that way, too, because yeah, it's kind a of good analogy. Or it takes I think that's an analogy. That's a straight-up connection. <laughs> <laughs> and it also takes the words, the masculine and the feminine out word of out of it for someone yeah. who may be uncomfortable with it um which yeah, is that's a great yeah so you I can like think that. about it that way as well too if if it you're more comfortable with that mm-hmm. um someone like i said who's protective they um they like to protect the ones that they love without having to prove their strength you know they not no power grabs, but maybe helping to fix injustices they might see. This could be over partners or animals, children, you know, it could be over um, strangers, anybody. Yeah. Someone who is protective without being jealous. Mm. Because again, jealousy is out of, is a fear-based emotion. Yes. Um. Let's see. Someone who's a leader. So someone who likes to be in charge or lead without seeking control. Mm-hmm. So we all know those people who want to be in control just because they want to be in control. And there are other people who are natural leaders who do it just because it it's called to them. Yeah. And also if you are kind of in that divine masculine energy, you are not um, overly dominant, but also not intimidated by others who are, prone to lead themselves Mm -hmm. someone who's good at setting boundaries and i think this is something a lot of women uh quote unquote you know women are taught not this is not naturally taught to most at least Mm -hmm. in in our western society yeah setting boundaries yeah um we're mostly taught not to be rude Yes. Above all things, (laughs) don't be a bitch, you know, just be nice, smile. Always say yes. Yes. So someone who is good at setting boundaries without um, being, I mean, there is really no rude way to set boundaries that I can think of. No, and you can be rude if you want to. 
Yeah. And also you set your boundaries and you are understanding of other people's boundaries. Mm, That's a big part of it too. That is a big part. And also someone who is steadfast, someone who's very secure and stable, someone who can provide a sense of home and security without that overbearing or overprotective energy mm-hmm. attached to it. So, again, like we were saying, we, we as women, um, especially if you're a born a woman or a, um, born a female, we are often taught to be feminine, to be yeah. soft, to be peaceful, to be sensitive. Um, and boys, people who are born male, are taught to be strong and assertive and confident and dominant and competitive, you know, yep. strong, you know, whatever that means. But that is not how people are. Yeah. You know, this often leads to extreme behaviors in society and it leads to people living in those wounded masculine or feminine energies. Yeah, absolutely. So both. Mm-hmm. So someone who is living in the wounded feminine can be overly submissive. Um, mm-hmm. They could be the kind of person who doesn't ask for help, quietly resilient on their own without being, again, that type of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Or, again, in the other direction, overly arrogant, overly aggressive, overly competitive like macho man type thing. Macho man. Yeah. So especially these days, people are um, realizing, coming to terms, accepting their own gender identities. And so with society as a whole, of course, there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trans and non-binary individuals are treated, uh, can be treated very horribly by some of these people who live in their wounded energies. Yes, absolutely. But I think it is slowly, slowly, slowly becoming a little more, it's moving in the positive direction, I would Mm -hmm. think. I agree. And we are starting to accept the idea that there are more than the two genders that we've been conditioned to recognize Mm -hmm. and that we're starting to realize that honoring both of these energies is more important. Yeah. So by balancing both the feminine and the masculine, we honor that feminine wisdom and nurturing with the action of the masculine and the the action and the uh, protectiveness of the masculine to bring harmony. Mm. So this allows men, women, non-binary individuals to step back and be more healthy and be more balanced in themselves. Yes. Okay. So how do you awaken the divine masculine within yourself? So there, I just have a few little tips here. If you are someone who thinks if, if you are, male, female, non-binary, if you want to kind of tap into both of these, Mm -hmm. here is uh, some tips for the uh, masculine. Sweet. So 
number one is understand the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. Like Jess was saying, one true masculinity cannot exist without the femininity within yourself. Yeah. They work together. Think about like we were saying about the sun and the moon. You are the earth and your sun is your masculine. The moon is your feminine. You cannot function without both of them together. Yeah. It is not, uh, masculinity is not patriarchy. It's not dominance. It's not overbearing. It's not fear-based at all. Yeah. So this is a, um, this is a big one which is examining personal wounds surrounded by masculine energy. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Examine your wounds to help face your own prejudices. So ask yourself some hard questions, okay? What has your life experience been with men? Um, have, do you have a supportive male figure in your life, a father, a grandfather, uh, a priest, a shaman, a male, a cousin, some a male figure in your life, a steady, supportive figure in your life. Mm -hmm. Do you have past abusive experiences with men? This could be, um, you know, any type of abuse, physical, mental, sexual, mm -hmm. anything, any sort of abuse with male figures. So you can, these are just a few questions. Ask yourself these things. Write down your experiences, write down your bias, write down how they have impacted your life and your thinking and your feeling towards the male energies mm -hmm. and try to heal them as you can. Again, this may take the help of a professional. This may take the help of um, some medication, some med meditation, some shadow work like we talked about a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. um, kind of, it's, it's really hard. And I think, I think that it can be, it can be triggering for some people, especially if you have a lot of not great experiences yes. with men and males. So that's a big one. Um, the next one would be per, uh, personal responsibility. So take responsibility for your own happiness. Try not to blame others. Try not to think of yourself as a victim that you need rescue. Respect yourself and demand respect from others and reclaim your own masculine energy. Yes. This next one is, um, might be, is, could be difficult for some people, which is um, observe your life. So look at your own life as a third-party observer. You have to be really honest with yourself about mm -hmm. what is unbalanced in your life. Don't judge yourself, but just look at what you would like to have different or fixed mm -hmm. and take the actions that you need and take – Give yourself advice and take your advice the way you would give to someone or take from someone else. Okay. Like, hmm. be a friend to yourself. Yeah. Like, if I saw a friend doing something that I was doing, how would I tell my friend to fix that mm -hmm. in a gentle way? Yeah. And be gentle with yourself, too. So, this 
next one could also be a little difficult to break because it's conditioning. It's lifelong mm -hmm. conditioning. So deconstruct your societal conditioning. Mm. Think about what you've been conditioned to believe, such as boys don't cry, men play sports, men watch sports, men protect women, men dominate women, men are aggressive, you must be and look physically strong. Those, these are the types of things that we are conditioned to believe about the male energy or male gender, traditional male gender. Yeah. So think about these things. Try to redefine them in a way that you can be open-minded about what is truly masculine to you. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Okay. Confidence. So confidence... Assertiveness without being confrontational. Hmm. So being confident is a difficult one. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially, again, as, um, as women, we are taught that confidence is uh, conceitedness. Is, is yeah. Yes. Cockiness is mm -hmm. um, you're full of yourself. Who does she think she is? You know, things like that. Yeah. I will give you an example. Um, I saw this thing on Instagram where a woman was saying, um, whenever a man compliments me, I'm not going to say thank you. I'm just going to say yes <laughs> to see how they react. Yeah. And so that she was showing her DMs and some of the, well, the ones she showed, I'm sure she showed the extreme reactions. Yeah, probably. Were, you know, who do you think you are? You don't have to be such a bitch, you know, like you're not even going to thank me for the compliment, things like that. So she wasn't being cocky. She was agreeing. She was just saying, yes, she knows she's beautiful. She's confident in her looks and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you have to be confident in your looks or in your whatever talent it is that you have. You're funny. Mm -hmm. You're smart. You have nice clothes on today or you like the way you look. Your hair looks nice. You're a great artist. You know, you, you're a kind person. Be confident in whatever it is that makes you feel good. Yes. And uh, hold on to that. Know what your needs are and be confident not to accept anything less than that. Yeah. Without being confrontational. Because exactly. that is. That's like the key right there. Yes. Because that is wounded masculine energy right there. Yes, it is. So. My last one here is pretty easy. It's meditation. Hmm. So meditation is uh, life-changing, which it, for me is not an exaggeration. My uh, life has been changed by meditation. It's helped my anxiety. It's mm -hmm. helped me sleep. It helps me just find new meaning and a new outlook. Mm -hmm. In conjunction with therapy, of course, but yeah, yeah, it's helped. It's helped me a lot, and it is one of the purest ways to awaken the divine masculine. You can try meditating even five, fifteen minutes a day, five minutes a day, with the intention to tap into your masculine, your divine masculine energies within you. So again, you can focus on, I will be confident, I will be responsible, I will take action. Focus on whatever it is that you need to do to get your goals achieved. Mm -hmm. And that's a good way to 
get that meditation going. Yeah. So those are just some tips. Like we have said multiple times, regardless of your gender identity, we all should have a balance of these masculine and feminine, feminine energies within us. Yes. We need to let go of the idea of what we need to be in society or what mm-hmm. we ex- we need to be for other people, what we want other people to be for us. We, when we all can live within that harmony of the balance of both is when, I mean, honestly, you, once you live in that divine um, balance, you, everything kind of falls into place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, right, the right people stick around. Mm-hmm. The right people fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, we, this speaking from personal experience, I feel like I've spent the last couple of years working on this within myself, um, again, through therapy, through meditation, mm-hmm. um, without really knowing that I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you, I've lost friends. I've lost uh, family members. I, but but the people that I have kept in my life, I know are because they're supposed to be. Yeah, but they also have the same types of balance within themselves. Yes. Yes. So you will attract the people. It's like that thing we talk about, the energy. You what you Mm -hmm. get out, you put you know, you you get back what you put out. Um I think that's very true. And I think this is this is a good way because it is so much energy to just find balance. It's like a it's like a spiritual, it's like grounding yourself. Yeah. in your energies so that's a good way I mean, to put it yeah I feel like a grounding it could be another way to look at it mm-hmm. because if you are unbalanced you are ungrounded. probably ungrounded as well mm-hmm. so just yeah I mean that's a big long run around way of saying just I think a lot of people are starting to realize the societal norms, the toxic masculinity and toxic po- femininity. Mm-hmm. There's um, Yeah. I think people are starting to realize, you know, we don't have to live our lives that way. We can be ourselves. We can be both. Yes. And I think I, I personally am starting, I'm tapping into that defi- divine feminine because I've always, I had that internalized like, misogyny like I'm not like I'm not like other girls and I hate pink and blah 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 you know like mm-hmm. I'm not a girly girl I'm one of I'm going to hang out with the guys blah 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 you know so I think that was something I had in myself yeah that probably that was like back in high school or even like middle school but still like I'm still working through it and yeah I, I love the movement that's happening now about owning your femininity mm-hmm. you can like uh do you watch New Girl? No. It's like some of it. It's Zoe Deschanel and she's having this argument with like a, a lady who's a lawyer mm-hmm. and she's telling the girl, she's like, Yeah, like uh I rock a lot of polka dots and I'm wearing a dress and I have touched glitter in the last twenty four hours, but I'm a badass bee and I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this and I still get shit done. Like she's like, you can't judge me just because how I dress, you know, like yeah. I think that's so it's perfect because she has yeah, both. And I think that's what 
you and I are doing the same things, but in different directions. So like Mm -hmm. I'm tapping in to recently over the last couple of years, my more divine masculine, because Mm -hmm. I've been the more quiet, Mm-hmm. Okay, don't speak out at like don't try to do these things at work or yeah. even at home. Like that's not what you're supposed to do because like rock the boat. Don't I yeah. was raised in very patriarchal mm-hmm. households and um I feel that over the last couple of years it's definitely been changing. I think we're rubbing off on each other. I think so. (laughs) We really are. (laughs) I really think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, like, you all know, we've been friends for a long time, but only in the past few years have we gotten, like, super close. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely see, I can see us rubbing off on each other. Oh, absolutely. It's bringing the balance. and It's bringing the balance. It's only made us closer, so. Mm -hmm. And it's a... It has been nice. And it feels nice. Doesn't it feel nice on the inside to like not nice. to not have to worry about mm-hmm. am I being too quiet? Am I being too loud? Am I being, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you have that I think the confidence thing is a big, big, big it's step. A big thing. It is yeah. a big thing. And I think it's I mean, not that you have to be 30, but I think it's something about <laughs> being in your thirties. I think so too. Yeah. You just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. You're like, why? Why Why am yeah. I doing this? I also, that's what I, like, we talk about Gen Z a lot, but <laughs> I fucking love them because I feel like they're, they are, they, they are, are realizing that much younger. <laughs> yes. They're internally 30. Yeah. I love it so much. We're proud of you guys. We are. Um, but yeah. So. That's the divine masculine. Oh, my sources. I never said my sources. Oh, jeez. Um, thelist.com, lonerwolf.com, tealswan.com, medium.com, and uh, cardreadingqueen.com. Sweet. Yeah. So I just kind of grabbed a little bit here and there from all those. But very and cool. I know that was a lot of information. Yes. So listen twice. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, stop at the break. Take a take a break. Take a break. <laughs> but it's very interesting. And I, mm-hmm. I like the idea of thinking of it as energy mm-hmm. because it is. Because you yeah. can feel it. You, you definitely can. can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was great. It was very yeah. insightful. Yeah. Loved that it. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was another fun one to, to research. It was. It was fun. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for so um, hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. We hope we that's some help. Yeah, helpful tips for you. Or at least um, motivation. We're gonna be continuing this <laughs> maternity <laughs> leave series <laughs> as we go. <laughs> but be sure to tune in next time and just be mm-hmm. safe out there. Be safe. Yeah. Be happy you know. and healthy and. Wear a mask. That's all you can do. Get your vaccine. Yeah. 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 Be nice. Mm-hmm. Be balanced. Be balanced. Above all, be balanced. Yes, please. And we will see you guys next time. See you next time. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. 
Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.